which is, faith is a necessity, an essential. It's what we build our Christian journey on. Um, so, the Bible speaks a lot about faith, a lot of different things. Um, so, I'm just going to list a few of them. It is by God's grace and our faith in Jesus that makes us saved. Uh, we are saved by faith, not by our actions. God says that it is impossible to please Him without faith. God desires us to live a life that is faith-filled and faithful to Him. And it says to walk by faith, not by sight. Um, so the Bible says a lot about faith and also uses a lot of examples of people who walk by faith. Um, so that kind of flows into my second point, which is a lot longer than the first point. Uh, faith isn't really faith unless it is outworked through your life. Um, so I've just got three examples um, of people walking by faith in Scripture. So Noah, by faith and obedience, built an ark that saved his family and the animals from the destructive flood. It took faith to believe that God was leading him and took and to build an ark over a super duper long time. Um, Moses, by faith, left being a shepherd to go to Egypt to save the Hebrews from slavery and lead them into freedom. Uh, he felt not equipped and probably felt like it was an impossible task. However, he obeyed God and put his trust in him. And Peter, by faith, took a step out of the boat onto the ocean and walked on water. Uh, these, these three, along with many other examples of people, uh, sorry, these three, along with many others, are example, examples of people demonstrating faith outworked in their lives. If Noah decided not to build the ark and Moses decided to stay as a shepherd and Peter stayed in his comfort zone, they wouldn't be demonstrating faith. Uh, James 2.14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose uh, you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. Uh, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. And then a little bit further down in verse 21, uh, don't you remember that our ancestor, our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made him his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was uh, even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God um, by what we do, not by faith alone. Uh, so in these examples, 
they were demonstrating their faith with action. The point I'm trying to make is that you can say you have faith, but if you don't live a life that requires you to put your trust and faith in God, are you really using faith? Or are you putting your trust in your own knowledge and abilities? Um, these are all pretty, like, crazy stories. Um, so what does it look like to use faith now in your life? Um, just a few examples. Uh, it takes faith to believe to see a friend saved and continually praying for them. Uh, it takes faith to see healings, uh, to believe to see a financial breakthrough, uh, or if life is pretty sucky, it might take faith to believe that God uh, is there for you and leading you through every season. Uh, which brings me to my third point. Faith requires trust in God. Uh, Matthew 14 uh, speaks about Peter walking on the water. And I'm going to kind of drop us through halfway. But anyways, Jesus sends them out, mad storm, and they're all freaking out. And then Jesus approaches on the water, walking. And they're like, oh my gosh, in fear, it's a ghost. Um, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Uh, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Um, so I've just asked my boy Jared, um, and I haven't asked my boy Denzel yet, to come up for a little demonstration. So if you guys want to come out the front, give these guys a hand. So if you want to stand here, Jared. Denzel, come forward. Denzel, do you trust Jared? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. He hopes he trusts Jared. Then fall. <laughs> so Denzel said he trusts Jared, but it's not till he falls and uses his action that he's leaning his weight onto God and trusting him with his actions. Give these guys a hand. <laughs> um, so there was a point last year when I was uh, needing to put my faith in Jesus in a circumstance that I was going through. I would say to him, wait, no, I'd say to myself, I believe in you, God. I put my trust and my faith in you. However, I was having feelings of doubt and worry at the same time. Um, I felt God challenge me by saying, uh, you're telling me with your words, you trust me, but the way you're feeling is showing that you aren't. And it made me think, true trust in God, unwavering trust, 
means uh, that despite your circumstances, despite how you feel, you shift your trust away from what you think is right, away from your own understanding, and you put your trust completely on God. Uh, Then, no matter what happens, you can trust that He is always for you and will never leave you. Uh, So how can we trust God in this way? Well, I will tell you. Um, If we believe God's Word fully, we can look to the Bible uh, through all the stories of faith and see God's deliverance and faithfulness to those who trust Him. We look to the past in order to trust God for our future. Uh, It isn't easy at times, but we have a loving God who is always there for us and will never forsake us. Even if we feel doubts at times. Like in the story, Peter started sinking because of his fear, um, but Jesus picked him up and is always there for him. You, that's my message. Uh, so, keep that round of applause going for Kediana! I'm really nervous. Um, like, you know, when you're in, in high school and you go behind all the A-plus students and you're like a C student. And then you're like, okay. Um, anyways, um, I just want to start off by praying. So, if we could just close our eyes. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me tonight, Lord, and it'll be your words that come, Lord, and not my own. Um, thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, yeah, when we were given this topic of faith, I also was like, where do I start? It's kind of broad. Um, but there's a scripture that's been really playing on my heart for a little while. Um, and it comes out of Hebrews 10. And it's he who promised is faithful. So I just want to start off and just really um, unwrap that and like start off by saying, who is he? So he is God Almighty, the maker of all creation. He is the living God, the God of truth. He is our provider and protector. Our Heavenly Father, He is the Great I Am, He is the Prince of Peace, He is the Comforter, Healer, and the God of Miracles. So that'll come in a bit later. Anyways, um, and I also wanted to start off with another scripture from um, 2 Samuel, and um, it says, This God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is His shield for all those who take refuge in Him. For who is God but the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your gentleness made me great. And I also just wanted to read a Psalm 84 as well because I like it. Um, (laughs) For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. So I just think that those things sum up that he who promised is faithful. Um, My second point is that by definition, faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And that comes out of the Oxford Dictionary. But I wanted to just go back a little further um, from the Latin derivative and it is faithfulness to a trust or promise and loyalty to a person so as Mikey said in our walk we walk by faith and not by sight 
As it's written in Hebrews, our faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is at the centre of every relationship that we have. So as kids, we trust in our parents, um, we trust in our spouses, we trust in our friends and all of our family. And if, if we can trust in our earthly um, colleagues, peers, how much greater should our trust be in the one who created us? So I feel that faith is at the core of our relationship with Jesus. Our faith in God should be elevated above our faith in the natural world because he is always faithful to us and he's always faithful to his promises. He doesn't promise that it will be easy and he doesn't promise that we won't face trials. But he does promise us peace. He promises us freedom in Christ and he promises us endless love and grace. Yes, we will endure hardships of many different kinds, but he does promise us that he'll be with us in everything. And he does promise us an inheritance in heaven for eternity with him. And his promises, they're not like human promises. They're forever stamped on paper and they'll never be withdrawn or taken away. They can never be shut down. They are beyond our comprehension and they are forever. He promised the world a saviour and he fulfilled that promise, Jesus. He took all our sin and he put it to death so that we could be made whole. I just want to share a little bit um, of my faith journey from when I was 18 and that was the first time I gave my heart and I was really struggling in life. Um, I couldn't find a meaning or a purpose and just struggling day to day to live. Um, and there was one scripture, there was one scripture that was my promise that I held on to um, and it, it gave me some kind of hope um, for life. And I'll share the scripture with you. It was Romans 8.18 and it says, For I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Um, this scripture got me through everything. It got me through many hospital stays, many years of numbness and fog, and what felt like a lifetime being held in the prison of my own mind. But somehow I knew that God would fulfill that promise. And I tell you, my faith was as small as a mustard seed. But that scripture was my saving grace for over 10 years. Even though I didn't know God that well, I knew that he would deliver on that promise. And then he brought me here. And I know I'm still not in the glory that he promised, so what greater promises await for all of us? Because he is faithful to his promises. And I do believe that once I surrendered myself to God's will, I began to unlock that promise, even though I wasn't faithful to him. Um, and I, yeah, I just feel like a lot of it for me was, I had a few submission issues, I guess, um, and I couldn't fully surrender. Um, I, was, I was the Lord of my own life, and yeah. Um, and there's another scripture that I really loved. Um, it's from Galatians, and it says, But scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Jesus told the two blind men that followed him down the road, According to your faith, let it be done to you, and their sight was restored. Jesus told the woman with the alabaster jar, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He told the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. He told the man with leprosy, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. He told the Canaanite woman, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. He told the blind man, Receive your faith. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And the Bible also says that the righteous will live by faith. And our belief is in Jesus is what makes us righteous in God's sight. 
On our part, walking in God's promises requires obedience. Our faith is what activates God's promises, but our obedience is what determines our ability to walk in the fullness of them. We know that doubt and unbelief is the biggest killer of our faith. That's why our faith needs to be bold and confident and unshakable. It's not just about believing in God, but also trusting him. It's not only to listen, but also to obey. It's not only to accept Jesus, but also to surrender to him. It's not only to call him saviour, but also to call him Lord. Ultimately, we have been given free will. So we have a choice of what we believe. A choice to hold on to that mustard seed of faith and plant it on a solid foundation. To water it with the word daily and nourish it with prayer and worship. To prune it and cut off the dead weight to make way for new growth. To stay planted and rooted through every season and every storm. To hold on to the confident promise that he will work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's our choice. At the end of the day, our faith is about who God is. But we do have a choice. A choice to believe that he who promised is faithful and to trust him. So I would leave you with that question. Do you believe that God is faithful to his promises? And I just want to finish with this last scripture from 2 Corinthians. It says... For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen ascends to God for his glory.